Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this. It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB and I take myself very seriously. <laughs> Next to me is Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, Jonathan. And of course, not hosting tonight, but still sitting there, it's Tim Cocker. Cocker. Good evening, gents. Oh, right. Well, just remember, you can find us on Twitter at Ruby Podcast and all uh, various other places, I guess. Where else can, can they find us, Tim? Oh, everywhere. Just, just generally everywhere, um, and I suppose uh, have you? I've just obviously just ran in and sat in my seat. Have you already apologised for the lateness of this podcast? No, no I haven't. But well, I... that was because Phil wanted to go and get mashed in a field, <laughs> and JB <laughs> wanted to talk about Love Island. And yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, now we're going to start this yeah. um, with um, some rather sad news. Mm. Uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Will Travis, otherwise known as Pinky, sadly passed away this weekend. Um, Will was part of Aylesbury Rugby Club. They have supported us literally from the beginning. And uh, literally, Pinky was with us in Madrid this year. So real, real sad news. And uh, I guess, you know, if you judge a man by by by, by the company he keeps... Uh, he was he he was a pretty uh, a pretty good bloke. I know that all those lads in Ellsbury will be hurting this week. So, best of luck to you boys. Yeah, it's particularly sad. Um, a very young man, um, and yeah, really really sad. Uh, what I what struck me about the time we spent with the the guys from Ellsbury Rugby Club, and you're you're right to point out that these guys are have been um, supporters and, and got involved on the beers listening tweeting all the rest of it in fact um wills the last tweet on wills thing was him was straight after the midrid weekend mm. uh retweeting his mate phil but what struck me about that those boys from Aylesbury rugby club is everything that rugby's amazing for mm. in the sense that yeah. you get you get these you get these old stalwarts that have been around the block and you got these young upstarts and they're side by side and they're on the piss together and, the, and and that sense of community, that sense of spirit, and 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 togetherness, and everything, and, and so they brought that to life. So I know it, I, you're right to say they'll be hurting. More than that, if Aylesbury Rugby Club need anything, um, if they're trying to, I don't know, 
keep Will's memory alive a little bit with anything and we can help, obviously, goes without saying. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess we should talk about some rugby. Yeah, I guess uh, we should. Well, where should, where should we start with this week's rugby? Because actually, under the radar, there has been quite a lot going on. In fact, I might start with one. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Who watched the European Championship Touch? <laughs> <laughs> this was a complete. I completely missed this. It was off my radar uh, until I saw your tweets about it. JB, oh. did you did you know about this, Phil? Uh, I did because Nick Heath was competing. Uh, oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. was he? He was. Oh, he was. Competing. How do you get in this England team then? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Right, home. Well, this is going to be awkward. Um, so, right. Um, okay. So the reason I watched it was because do you know when you're a bit bored in work and every five minutes you go on. A couple of websites. I mean, I guess you don't actually, Tim, because you don't get bored in work. You're always talking, mm. right? But, and Phil, you actually work really hard. <laughs> right? So I guess when I'm in work, occasionally I go on different websites. So your NFL website is always open yep. and nothing ever changes. No. Um, the BBC website. And sometimes I close down the BBC website and then Google BBC again and then log back in because I'm that bored. And this touch rugby thing just wasn't going away. It was there. The World Championships rugby... Oh, European, European Championships yeah. Rugby just dominated the whole rugby So I thought, right, forget it. I'm going to watch. <sighs> well, I had my reservations about touch before watching this. And now I, I am lost for words. So my main problem is not touch itself. Touch is a fine game. It's great in the same way that netball's great. You know, it's a, a game which should be played and should be enjoyed by masses. It just can't be called rugby because rugby is something which you need to be a little bit mental to play. You know, it's some, it's some, something about it where when you watch it, people say, oh, that's a really difficult game. You must be crazy to play that game. Touch is not, touch is not that. And I resent it being called touch rugby. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you are uh, so passionate about the semantics of the use of the word rugby. No, because rugby's a special thing. Touch isn't. Touch is just a, you know, it's, it's a training aid. You, you know, it's like if I went to rugby and you know those shuttle drills you do where you just run back and forth ten times, right? It's like calling them rugby shuttles and then saying that they are the equivalent of rugby because in <laughs> rugby you sometimes run back and forth. You have to go on rugby league shuttles, I feel. Yeah, rugby league shuttles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. It's not, is it? it? It's simply not rugby. So it's a great game. Hope you all enjoy it. Um... But it's more equivalent to netball. I'd argue netball is probably a slightly, be- slightly better game in terms of athleticism, <laughs> spatial awareness, and those sort of things, and skill to score. Um, uh, well, skill to score, maybe you can't run with the ball in netball. So no, but spatial awareness is, is spatial awareness is different. And actually, then, if you watch high level netball, it's amazing. It's oh, yeah. genuinely it, awesome. It is good. It is. I, I would say, Im- uh, imagine watching touch rugby rules performed by the guys that were in the sevens World Cup. I think it would then look like a pretty good game. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, yeah, it, I guess it would. But so it's still not rugby, is it? No, I hear what you're saying there, but maybe your point <laughs> is actually that the, I mean, the, the, AFL... quality of, the quality yeah. of skills that we're on show... Oh, hang on, we've not even... <laughs> oh, you'd like to talk about that? <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you did. So I, put, I literally watched five minutes of it. I was blown away because someone had submitted a video of Australia playing New Zealand at touch. And it is bloody brilliant. Yeah. Like, it, like, you know, it is class. This did not look like that. It did not look <laughs> like that at all. 
Uh, I'm not going to go into... If you want to see what I thought of it, go on to my Twitter. Uh, I'll repost the video on the Egg Chasers Twitter account as well. You can have a look. It's been a little bit patronising. I feel a little bit bad that I did it, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, um, uh, let's move quickly to the Sevens then. Yes. yes. Sevens World Cup. Good place now, to does go. anyone know why it was five years since the last World Cup? My guess would be organisation, but there could be another better reason for it. So no, or lack I of. I they know. moved it away from a Lions series year. Uh, they Is that off. what they've done? Maybe. I don't know. It's odd. Anyway, the last one was in 2013, and obviously it's 2018. Um, but absolutely loved it. Uh, one thing, though, it's a bit of a worrying sign that it's not attractive enough to a broadcaster to want to to want to take it. Um, I don't know. I just think it's kind of... It is still a niche sport. We mm. like it when we watch it because there's loads of tries. I personally don't like it that much. I'm not trying to just poo-poo it. I just don't. Um, so it depends what you mean by like it. So I, lo- I love watching the highlights. The problem is... To watch sevens, you have to watch kind of a full day's play or even a full weekend's yeah, play. Yeah, you're right there. And you've got these incredible, like, 10 minutes of action punctuated by 20 minutes of nothing followed by 10 minutes mm. of action. And it's, I don't know, as a spectacle. I'm sure, so I've been to the Twickenham sevens, London sevens, and it's a brilliant day out because in those uh, punctuated pauses, you can get hammered. And Ooh, there's everyone in fancy. There's people in fancy dress. It's a brilliant. There's party as much atmosphere. fun in the stands as in the, yeah. on, the fi- on the pitch. But on TV, it's not quite the same. Mm. You kind of want to dip in for the the semi final and the final. Do you know what I kind of equate it to a little bit? Is watching uh, a jiu jitsu tournament. Like if you just take the one match out of contacts, like two men rolling on the floor, no no big whoop. If you watch it from the very very start and you work out who's good, who's not good, you know it. It's a little uh, jujitsu mixed with test cricket, as in, it's, or one day cricket, as in it, it lasts all day, maybe well, two days. And to take that martial arts theme a little bit further, you know, in the Karate Kid movie, they didn't show every single match. No, they, but they there was a montage. But they, but they, they should have a musical montage. They should, they, 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 they should have been a second DVD, the extended, <laughs> the, yeah, the extended full tournament. tournament. <laughs> yeah, full tournament DVD. That's what you were saying, yeah? Yeah, that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. But uh, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, but the actually the way it was broadcast on the on the World Rugby YouTube channel and uh, and whatnot, it actually meant you could scroll through. What after the fact in the morning, you could just I, I was I just scrolled through to the matches I wanted to watch and watched whole matches, there, but only it, the ones I really wanted to see. There are some phenomenal highlights on it. But yeah, yeah, it's just I've only got so many hours in the day, and a whole day committed to sevens might have been a little bit. Uh, it's such difficult in terms of combining. The, the handling skill set, the mm. speed, the fitness, the athleticism, and the physicality, there's not much like it in such small doses. Yeah. You get you kind of get as much action in the 10 minutes or 12 minute games as you would in a full uh, rugby game if that's what you're interested in. Yeah. It was made, England, I think, overachieved. They actually just were very, very. In that semi-final against South Africa, South which Africa, they were lucky yeah. to get to, quite very lucky to get to, uh, having just snuck past the USA in injury time, that was the that was the most exciting game, and yeah, they just uh, just had a, a, a without being exceptional. You look at Fiji, there's the units in that team, <laughs> oh, <are> ridiculous. <laughs> the F- Fiji versus New Zealand, the other semi-final wow. was incredible as well. Yeah. No, were them 
there were big names in the Fiji team, yeah? Radrada, Tuisova, Nakarawa. Yeah. Where do they find the time? Well, it's just, what, what's amazing is sevens and fifteens are now completely different sports. Yes. The, 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 and I think, and we've talked about this before, I think World Rugby missed a trick. If it had been tens, then I think you would have got some of the big names from fifteens being able to play in the sh- in the shorter version of the game. But it's you can't now, unless you're a freak of a Fijian. Yeah. It's the only well, circumstance. They did used to do um, tens, didn't they? With um, well, in Australia, was it Brisbane tens? Maybe. Yeah, I think they still do that. And that yeah, and what's his name? Bobby Skinstats trying to uh, has been trying to launch a, a tens series. Yeah, I think the problem is now there's more money in the game, and there's not necessarily that many more players. The demands on the players are so great; they just don't get released for these other things. So sevens does well actually to get the amount of stars it does. Like, well, God knows what. But I don't even think. No, but the, my point is, I don't think you can just go. All right, we've got a big World Cup. Let's get the big guns in. Because no, you can't. Yeah, you there's can't, very it, few that can transition. Very few. I mean, Cubby Boy managed it, and Mike Ellery. Cubby Boy, yeah, Cubby Boy played had for England a good chunk of time. Mm. Mike Mike Ellery is now full time. Ollie Lindsay Haig yeah. is now full time. Is Mike Ellery full time? Yeah, is Mike Ellery from Saracens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, one of the guys from England is coming back to 15 or so. I don't know who he plays for, but McConaughey. McConaughey. Gloucester, ah, is it? okay. Yeah. Rory McConaughey. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a decent player. He's a good player. But it, it's but almost, it's... You're not... Fi- you're sort of fishing in the same pond for the same audience now because it's two completely different sports and it's not... They're not, they're gonna, they're not complementing each other enough. No, they whereas, don't. Do whereas they? tens, if you got rid of sevens and made it tens, I think they would complement each other. You could have tens in the off season, or you could overlap, and it would be a. I think that would work better. But anyway, it was it was a good tournament, and it looked amazing, and it made me wish I was in San Francisco. Yeah, I think the event of sevens is actually much much better than the actual watching it on TV. Whereas like I think fifteens, I prefer to watch almost every year fifteens on television mm. yeah. rather than go to the game. There's times when you get a different perspective going to the game. But you, I kind of, as in, you can see defensive defensive setups a bit better because you rarely get that wide, deep shot on mm. TV. But to really appreciate that, you kind of only need to see uh, most teams kind of once or twice a season to understand how they're setting up and how they're playing. Yeah, yeah, I completely uh, agree. Just an interesting point um, from the, the parallels between netball and sevens. Yeah, so I was actually having a conversation on Saturday with a girl who works for England Netball. Okay. And she was bemoaning the lack of funding that England Netball are getting because it's not an Olympic sport. Oh, really? What? Hang on. What? It is, isn't it? Has it been dropped? Well, no. She, Commonwealth, it was. It's Commonwealth, oh, but it's really? not Olympics. And she was saying it's because there's, it's only women's. So to well, be an Olympic yeah. sport, you need to have so, women's and men's. And that's such an advantage for seven. Are you saying we should go to the Olympics? <laughs> um, go on. Well, we could start up in men's netball. Men's team. netball. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Rather do that and play, than play touch rugby. Um, so I actually did play mixed netball. It was tremendous fun. I know and you did. We came up against a guy from the Caribbean, and one of the islands in the Caribbean. They play it as like a main men's sport. My God, he was good. Like, so good. It'd be like me playing a Fijian at sevens. It was that much of a mismatch. Um, yeah. Hang on. There was something else I was going to mention about. Funding and women. oh yeah, netball. Have you ever been to watch a high level, well, high-ish level game of netball? I watched. I watched some on BT Sport a little while ago. So yeah, yeah you got the Super League. BT Sport. Yeah, so you got the Super League, right? Which is like the, the, like the highest level. 
And then there's obviously multiple levels underneath that, right? So I guess the level that I went to watch was kind of broadly equivalent to Sedgley Park when they were really, really good. Okay. So, yeah. you know, maybe Championship, Nash, you know, Nash 2 or Nash 1, something like, something like that, okay? Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty high up. There's some girls in there who were you know, knocking Women. on the door. <laughs> girls. Girls. <laughs> uh, who were knocking on the door of um, England or at least, you know, Northern Thunder, something like that. And we showed up, me and two other guys that played netball, because we were you know, getting into the netball thing. Uh, and when we went in to watch this game of, game of netball, this high-level game of netball, it was held in a school gymnasium. And it felt like we were, it felt, I got the same looks off the girls, women, as if I just walked into the women's toilets. Like we'd, <laughs> we'd invaded this personal space and people were like, oh, why, why are you here? You know, they, th- they thought we were sex offenders. In their, you're in their safe space. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And I thought, mm. oh, well, it's good spectator sport, but not if you're a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> You you were wearing Max with uh, a, 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 tr- a hat and um, <laughs> yeah. those fake glasses with the nose on as well. <laughs> exactly what I was doing. <laughs> uh, so that's sevens. Yeah, it was it was it was a good event. I enjoyed it. But um, yeah. we've done touch. Anyway. We've done sevens. We've done netball. Yeah. Uh, another bit of action this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Super Rugby quarterfinals. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not watched any of it? No, no not. What, no, what I, I was busy. I was, I was in an air show. <laughs> uh, I was busy in a. What was I? Yeah, at, this is the th- most hipster, most stupid event I've ever heard of. <laughs> stupid. Well, you would have enjoyed it. Okay, I so can tell you that. I can understand certain things. I can on, un- what was the event before you it's said It's called it? Blue Dots, Tim. I, oh, no, I was I at Blue Dots. Oh, yeah. no, I had some friends at Blue Dot. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> that one at Jodrell Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Right, great okay. Fun. So here's the problem I have with it, fundamentally, which is there are many things you can do whilst enjoying a drink. You, ca- you Probably one of the few things you can't do whilst enjoying a drink is listening to high-level science quietly <laughs> in an auditorium. <laughs> To it's just fit. so horribly hipster, isn't it? You, you're there to be seen to be listening to science, but not actually taking any in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of pitched at uh, the right level for either five-year-old kids or me, af- <laughs> me after five beers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to another sport and say on that front, there, there is a baseball team in America, a sort of re- local baseball team, who are having Millennial Saturday this weekend? Oh, amazing! <laughs> a themed event where they are—they wow. they have a nap station, they pan- a selfie station, they're pandering to a snowflakes, nap station. and they um, like somewhere that people can go and have a nap. Oh um, my god! Somewhere that people can go can have selfie station and um, avocado burgers. Wow! <laughs> so wow! I can, I can tell you there was a lot of avocado flying around this weekend. Uh, and some science experiments, some snacks, some snacks, and I did uh, indulge in a little nap on Saturday afternoon after having a few too many beers in the sunshine. Yeah, and then you went to listen to quantum physics. Uh, no, after that it was <laughs> it was purely more heavy drinking. Oh right, uh, this is not as much science going on. There wasn't an enormous very token. Amount. Yeah, uh, who was the main event, Tim? Can you guess? For blue dot. Yeah. Uh... Johnny and the Nosebleeds. I don't know. No, no, That's a made-up band. What? Just science, science oh, right. bands. Science, science based. Oh, no, no. And Dara O'Brien. Science bands. Science band. Oh, science band. Uh, not We Are Scientists. Oh, no, that'd be that's great, a good though. one, though. That would be um, great. Okay, okay. Um, oh, oh. I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if it's themed, but I can imagine something like Alt-J. They were there last year or the year before. They were, I don't know who they are. Uh, no, it was. It is a science-themed name as well. 
I'm going to kick myself, aren't I? You are, definitely. Go on. Not Atomic Kitten. <laughs> it was It was Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Chemical oh, Brothers. So stupid. Chemical so Brothers were, stupid. Chemical Brothers were brilliant as well. It's so contrived. <laughs> like a touch tournament, like an international <laughs> touch tournament. It's great fun. I'd highly recommend it. I'm not sure the chemicals, the chemicals that they were talking about, are more Breaking Bad than uh, yeah. Than, than <laughs> hey, it's chem- all science, mate. Lesson. It's all science. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Super Rugby semi-finals. Tell me what happened. Yeah, yes. quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Yeah, what, whichever. So, <laughs> so there's some very close games. So, Crusaders who were top hosted Sharks who were eighth. That was as predicted. Uh, okay. Forty points to ten, comfortable Bloody victory hell. for the Crusaders. Um. The fourth place and the third place, hurricane. Sorry, fourth place and the fifth place. Hurricanes hosted the Chiefs. It was a thirty-two thirty-one victory to the Hurricanes, which is a lot closer than it actually was because the Chiefs scored two converted tries in the last two minutes of the game Crikey. to make it a one-point game. Uh, Chiefs had a lot of territory in possession, but Canes scrum and defense managed to hold them out, and uh, Dmac threw. Well, he threw a couple of couple of uh, interception passes. Um, was he playing ten? He was. He's, he's been playing ten all season. And he's looked generally looked very good, but kind of when the pressure comes onto him, he is known to throw some wild interceptions. And uh, Julian Surveyor latched onto one of them to go under the posts. Mm. In the other games, Highlanders travelled to uh, the Waratahs, Sydney, and I've heard of this one. So they were 23-6 up at half-time. Mm. Oh, it's the, plain sailing then. They're, the travelling they're, team. They're through. And Waratah scored 24 unanswered points in the Jeez. second half. So the Highlanders threw it away. I thought it was a miserable time to be a Waratahs fan. Well, so first half was a miserable time, but second half, their big guns, Phipps, Foley, uh, Kirtley Beal and Falau. The boys? Boss the show. Oh, it, good. It, those boys tore it up. Uh, Kirtley Beal making breaks left, right and centre. Foley scored two tries, Falau got one, and again, making breaks all over the place. And then the final game, the Jags travelled to Joburg. Please tell me the Jags won. Please tell me the Jags won. They were in it until about 60 minutes. Oh, Cra- cracking they... try scored by the right winger. Was, Hang um, on, what, uh, Crumbrink? Something like that? No, no the no, Jags no. right the Jags. winger. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the name. Ha- well, wait. They were playing the Lions, yeah? Yeah. Well, those are my two favourite teams, so it doesn't really matter too much. So Combrink did score a good try from a crossfield kick from Yantes. Uh, Malcolm Mark scored a 40-yard interception. Did he? He's back, he's back and he's fit and he's looking good. Looking yeah. good, dominant over the ball, such a strong ball carrier. Kind of everything you want from Malcolm Marks. Um, and So, yeah, it was close until kind of 60 minutes and then the Jags ran out of steam. That's a Marxism I can get on board with, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So the semi-finals next weekend, the two New Zealand teams play each other. Crusaders host the Hurricanes, which will be... I mean, they are the two best teams in the tournament this Mm. year. Uh, So it's sad it's not the final, but it does give the Lions or the the Waratahs a chance to to compete. Uh, And Lions host Waratahs in Joburg. So. Couple of interesting games there. Yeah, so fingers crossed for the Lions. I'd love them. That's all this weekend. I would love them to um, actually win the thing because they've been what two finals now. Was it two loss? One loss to Crusaders, one loss to Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Yeah, they could just get over that line because this team can't last forever. That's the thing. Well, yeah, there's a few definitely going to uh, Gloucester next season and to Sale. Yeah. Well, yes. So um, Lions-based news. 
apparently sail or in the hunt, and I've heard this from multiple so- sources. And in the hunt is actually isn't that isn't that their logo? Mm, anyway, um, <laughs> are you trying to drop in sail sharks branding? Branding, though, yes. <laughs> Join the hunt. That's Join the hunt. They've joined the hunt for. Um, I forgot his name now. Ross Cronier. Ross Cronier. Yes, as backup to Faf de Klerk. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is bizarre. And Sale have denied it, so I will take their word so, for it. Um, yes. Like, they've they've like never denied other... a signing well, and then signed look, a Well, all I'm going to say is, if they say something, I have to take them by their word. So they <laughs> so they have denied it. Um, why, why do you have to take them at their word? Why? Because I, I want to go to press day. You can still go to press day. <laughs> um... We have short memories around here. Well, so. do you want? Do you really want to go to? No, but hold on, hold on. Hold, that means that means Steve Diamond has you on a leash. No, it just means that I'm. Report- you won't even speculate about what it could mean for fear of Diamond. No, 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 no. I have speculated and I've said that I believe it's happening, and I've said that they that they have denied it. Right. Okay. So, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm taking. I'm also taking them at their word. If they say they're not, they're not going to sign him. Well, then maybe they might. Maybe they might not. So, um. It's an interesting one because I always thought of Ross Cronier as the replacement for Faf de Klerk rather than cover for Faf de Klerk. Yeah. So he replaced Faf de Klerk at the Lions for reasons, well, I assume partly for playing reasons because Faf is hard to predict, to put it mildly. And Faf and Elton Yantes are both very hard to predict God, when you put them together. Those two mm. together. Great, great in dry conditions. Great in perfect conditions. To be fair, Faf's great in all conditions. Um, but, uh, Ross Cronier also took his place in in South Africa. South Africa, yeah. So it's just, it's, but they get on very, very well allegedly, and I can imagine that, that 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 is the case. So that might happen. I don't like if it does happen. I don't like it though. I don't think it's a good signing because surely Premiership clubs, and this is not a sale point. It's a point for all Premiership clubs, which is sure get the talent in the starting jerseys, but why get the talent in the backup jerseys? Yeah, it does feel like it's a bit unnecessary. Because you're anticipating that your scrum uh-huh. half is going to be away for quite a lot of the season. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but the, that's a fair point. Yeah, it is, it's a very fair point, actually, yeah. But, I mean, you then you have to go into your academy and then you have to see you know, who's the second guy. You know, that, that's how you should build your squad. You can't spend money on backups, is what I would say. I don't know what the deal is they would offer him, but... That's why I'm a little. That's why I'm actually a little bit sceptical of the deal going through because I just don't see that as a doesn't sale like thing to do. Doesn't seem to make sense. No. no. Yeah. The mo- the money could be better spent elsewhere and no. improving that squad. Who did I see? What what club is it that's bought a prop that looks like an absolutely ridiculous unit? Was it Ospreys? No, it's a Premiership club, and it's um. There is the Os- Ospreys have signed. Is it the Moldovan? Oh no, maybe that's him then. Maybe that. Yeah, he's that enormous. Is yeah, enormous and rapid. Is he rapid too? Yeah, some people have it all. <laughs> um, I've got more interesting bits and pieces. If, if you want more uh, JB's bits of interesting pieces, go on then. Come uh, on. Uh, just on this prop, so he's one point nine meters, so about six three, one hundred and thirty three kg. Wow. Yeah, that so is the, that is the. He's a, a big boy. Uh, he's come from France, yeah. Born or somewhere. Uh, yeah, I tell you, just yeah, uh, why just not? Hold, yeah. hold your horses on that because just on the South African thing, it, it ties in. So there's been, uh, as we're seeing, the the lions in rugby terms aren't an apex predator anymore. They are being cannibalised. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of issues there. Um, there's lots and lots of voices and Scout Burger's the latest to join them that that are 
lots of people talking about um, the South African sides joining European competition. And now Scout Burgers come out and said that South Africa should join the Six Nations. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, that'd be seven nations, wouldn't it, Scout? So <laughs> they, can't, they can't join the Six Nations, or someone's going to leave. But it was the it was the it was the Five Nations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, is the answer. That's a, that's a simple answer. For that is no. They, why didn't they go and join a new tournament with Georgia, Romania, Russia, so on and so forth? And the Six Nations stays as the Six Nations, and that, and I won't have, I you know, I won't hear any more about it. Why don't they have their own regional tournament? If they really want to get exciting in Africa. Why don't they have a, their own regional tournament with, you know, with Zimbabwe and try and improve one or two other nations? That would make so much, so much more sense. So there I mean, is... everyone seems to be making shortcuts here without without trying to develop rugby within their group of group of countries and without having actual real life rivalries what would you do if you were a, an administrator of south african rugby and there was a big chunk of cash just over there but yeah it's only a big ch- but it's not quite like that is it no is no, it not? no not really it's more like saying what would you do if you lived across the road and across the road from you was a massive massive house that you could potentially move into if you broke into it you know that's <laughs> that's a better analogy well I think the cash thing is a real thing because that was a huge draw for the Pro 14 allowing the South African clubs in because you get a market of nearly 50 million people where rugby, rugby is people. the primary sport yeah, the, and there are big TV deals to be they had. They are rugby mad, but they don't, it doesn't seem to have translated into Pro 14 cash. The TV deal has, but the crowds every, every Every team got half a million quid yeah, off the back. Yeah. Of How sustainable is that? I, I, I mean, know. There, there was it's no, half a million quid they didn't have. I mean, there yeah, are no crowds in those stadiums. No, no, the, uh, but the crowds are—they're almost completely separate. They're independent of the TV mm. money, aren't they? And how much more would that sponsorship on the shirt be worth for South Africa if they were in a Six Nations? Oh tournament? yeah, yeah. But yeah. how much more is it worth for Six Nations? I, mean, I guess if it works for everyone. But then, you know, I don't want still, it. By the way, yeah, yeah. And yeah I, what's I, happened to the championship? And so, yeah. For the record, I definitely don't want it. I think it's a bad move on both parts. Commercially, I can understand it if you're putting two. So there's a big lump of money in South Africa, TV money. You've got a big market for that that TV, for the, the brand and the image rights. So commercially, it might make sense. From a competition point, it doesn't make sense. Mm, yes, agreed. Oh, it definitely doesn't because it, it destroys other rugby competitions. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem with the Six Nations argument. Let's all join the Six Nations, not if it's at the cost of of the place that you've come from. I like, yeah. I like the theory of continental championships. Yeah, I'm, yes, exactly. I right. like that. Yeah, but unfortunately, if you if you had an African continental championship with South Africa in it, it's going to be South Africa hammering everyone by eighty points to nil. Mm. And, and the rest. Ev- everyone else just playing against each other and being relatively competitive. Yeah, and it actually doesn't level out as we hoped it would because look at Italy; they're still not leveled out. Yeah, it, and you say the other five t- are actually pretty even, but Italy have just never done it, so it doesn't yeah. actually always work. No, no. The um, the Argentinian experiment in both, obviously now Super Rugby and in the Rugby Championship, it will take a lot longer, but. There have been some positive signs. Uh, I tend to think that Argentina are better than Italy. I, I, I would think they have more agree. than Italy in all I, competitions. I would agree, yeah. They've got the history of the World Cup. They've got pedigree of producing lots of talented players rather than a handful like Italy. Yeah. In fact, two of, uh, two of Italy's best players have 
uh, some Argentine heritage in Parise and Castro Giovanni. Well, well that was, it was ever thus, wasn't it? That, uh, Diego, Diego Dominguez. Dominguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. And uh, Marcus Ayerza was was both, like, had both. Yeah, I, I I, what right. is the link between Argentina and Italy? Because there is clearly War criminals? A, a big link. <laughs> <laughs> Fascist dictatorships. Fascist, yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, you need to scratch the surface. <laughs> Soon find out. Good national anthems. That's another one. Um, anyway, you were going to say some more. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So um, got some raw, the interesting gossipy stuff from Leicester, and got some little, little bit of gossipy stuff from uh, England. As it, uh, as it happens. Okay. Well, well before you do, let, let's, let's go into the Leicester thing by hearing Manu Tuolangi <laughs> getting really excited for the new kit launch of Leicester Tigers. I'm hoping this is a good kit. Please be a good kit, Lester. But Manu Tuolangi, you can just hear how buzzing he is to be doing this little marketing video. It's a dream come true to, to wear the Tigers badge, um, especially the history of the club um, and you know all the players uh, before us. Um, so you know, it's a privilege to to wear it and you know try and continue um, the legacy. Yeah, now buzzing. Yeah. So Ooh. when I hear that. It remind. I mean, I know he's saying words other than the words that I'm hearing, but what I'm actually hearing is, <laughs> do you know the film Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. And is it, F you, pay me. F you, pay me. That, that's all I can hear as he's talking. Look at I'm so proud. F you, pay me. I'm trying to look at his eyes, see if he's trying to, see if, try and work out if he's under duress at that point. <laughs> Yeah, money's getting paid. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Leicester Tigers. Yeah, so not all is happy in Leicesterville. Um, Matt O'Connor. Now, I'm very... Hmm, it's a difficult one because he came back two weeks late for pre-season. Nobody knows why. No one can find out why. He was AWOL. He was AWOL, it sounds like. Now, it might turn out that everyone's been quiet about it because it could be compassionate leave or something like that. So we, you don't actually know. But from what I understand, he's not been at the first two weeks of pre-season. Furthermore, uh, I don't think he's going to be lasting particularly long. Um, you have mentioned that once or twice. Yeah, uh, and this just confirms my incredible bias. So when I was searching around trying to support my bias, this is one of the things <laughs> that I found. Um, on top of that, they're also sending out boys on loan. So Voss was uh, announced on loan. He is the lock that they've got from Jersey once they got rid of Don Barrow they panic signed someone and it turns out they can't fit him in the salary cap alongside him will be uh, Mapalangi I think that's probably been announced by now but he sounds like he's also going on loan to Coventry which is quite a big deal when you think that Mapalangi is a big deal yeah so Valentino Mapalangi Mapalangi he yeah. was involved quite a lot at the start of last season much less so as the season went on Yes, uh, and you know he has got some holes in his game, and, and they've got Guy Thompson and uh, the Dave Denton. Denton and Dave Denton and Will Spencer and Will Spencer. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not sure how much Will Spencer affects it, but the other two complete, completely legitimate. So uh, that's how they're looking to solve their salary cap problems. Um, I can't see this season continuing uh, with O'Connor at the helm because I believe he's going to get fired, and I think I'm right in saying that they are basically looking for the first opportunity to, to, to do so. Um, and then I can't see them continuing with either Cohen or, what's his name, Jed? I can't remember his surname now. Glynn? 
Uh, is it Jed no. Glynn? Glynn? No, that's someone else. No, I can't. I can't. I know, can't I, I know a Jed Glynn. I don't know what they do or who they are. Yeah, but... I can't. I can't. I can't remember his name either. It could well be that. Now, if you want to know who these who these chaps are, one of them is the Tigers' C- CEO, who is effectively in charge of recruiting. Matt O'Connor does not d- does not recruit, and then it is Jed. It is Jed Glynn. Actually, he sits below him and does all the deals. So, for instance, when the uh, when a polar deal was been done, they, you know they offered him ridiculously low um, low wages to stay, which is why he went to Newcastle because their salary cap is so screwed, and that's what and that's where they are. This is sort of a continuation of what of, of what I heard last season, but it is interesting. Uh, the Matt O'Connor situation is interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and there's I'm just just be, being a journalist for a second, like putting that head on. It's like well, there's not a lot of facts there. And it's well, actually, a, lot of, a lot of conjecture. Well, actually, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting or, or otherwise. No. Well, if I was to put my journalism head on, yeah, uh, I would say that I have this from a conversation with a very senior player at Leicester who was called in and actually spoken to about this. So uh, it's it's mm. as as a journalist would say, it, it is it is a very very good source. Hmm. Mm. You also had. Uh, Multiple occasions last year, a massive announcement coming from a very senior source on a Monday morning at Leicester. It never happened. That never ever never happened. happened. But apparently, multiple times as well, yeah. never happened. So, um, yeah. But that, that, uh, there we go. I I believe that Matthew Connor will not belong to this world. Well, when hmm. we when we get to Leicester doing our uh, oh sorry, and that's the other one, Matt Tamua. That's the other big issue yeah. that they've got. Yeah, he. Which we I am certain week. that he will be going at some point. Well, this, uh, the, the, that seems to be the general yeah. consensus. In between now. one and five years, he'll be gone. <laughs> At the end, when his contract runs contract it, is over, when it runs its natural course, or the next contract after that that he signs, <laughs> he will be gone. <laughs> and that's the end of that. Unless, for some reason, he then takes up some kind of coaching. Uh, clause at Leicester, but until we, that expires, exactly, or back office role. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, and you said England as well. Uh, yeah, the England one's funny. Like, I've just I've got a lot of, um, and I'm get, there's going to be an interview later later this week. I'm going to put on on Rugby Dungeon. I'll probably put a bit more um, light onto this. But basically, these sackings or these redundancies in England just seem to be incredibly unpopular, as you would expect. So but also, just incredibly unjust. Are you talking now about the uh, junior, the under twenties coaches? Yep. Um, there was another high-profile coach which was let go last week. Um, who I, I don't think I'll mention his name just simply for the fact that I'm not sure it's been it's been announced. Uh, and also to people in like the media department. And you know it, this is all coming from one cent, um, uh, uh, one central place. The the role of Dean, I think the role of Dean Ryan in all this will come back to haunt the RFU. And uh, that's one which I think people also should be looking out for because uh, it's not just the senior team where they've been struggling recently. It's all the things which Dean Ryan is in, is, is in charge of. And this dismantling of the age grades under the premise of cost-cutting co- cost sounds like it might, not, it might not be the sole reason that they're doing it. Do you think, because I never saw anything about cost-cutting... Well, the, I, I just saw the, they've the overspent, they've overspent on the stadium. Yeah, uh, and so they have a okay. 
they they have there, there has been plenty of talk recently about about need, needing to balance books. Okay. And people in communi- communications departments or communications, meet- basically anyone who they can really get rid of, they're getting rid of. But it's weird that it'd be on the rugby. I mean, on the rugby side and the non-rugby side. I mean, are, they all of you own nothing um, in terms of rugby players. So yeah, do they yeah. essentially contract the sevens team? Maybe I've got no idea. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah sevens and, women, and women's sevens. Yeah, centrally contracted, I think. So, but in terms of fifteen, they fifteens they don't own anything. So the few bits of rugby operations that they do have, it's weird that they're cannibalising that. But that's exactly what they're doing. But they're also the richest union in, in the world. Yeah. So well, how the, badly have they overspent on the? Uh, well, maybe you could tell the stadium. me. Phil. <laughs> I mean, I can't not for you know not exact figures, but I mean, how much could you overspend on a stadium? Did, is, is it easy to count bricks wrong to accidentally I, order double double the number of bricks you need? Benting, <laughs> benting, is that difficult? Insulation. Uh, all, all of those things are difficult if you uh, get some bad cost advice initially, uh, and it, obviously it depends on the the contract. But when did the when did the um, stadium work finish? I don't know. Has it finished? I, I honestly don't know. I'm not sure. I've, so I, I, I didn't I didn't know there was an ongoing upgrade at the moment. Yeah, so the thing is about this is, like, they have mentioned the North Stand has been overspent on. As they mentioned these redundancies, it wasn't like, oh, God, the North Stand has been overspent on, and now we'll announce it. It almost seems like it's, it's kind of like, yeah, a bit of cover. It's sort of convenient for them. But I, I, I tend to believe the people I've spoken to, which is, it isn't that, it, you know, it's, that isn't the primary reason, particularly on the rugby side. It's got more more to do with Dean, Dean Ryan than Dean Ryan than yeah. anyone else. That's what I thought it was to do with. Yeah, because I mean, you could, depending on the contract you're operating under, you could always spend significantly on any construction project. Um, I find that unlikely. Yeah, because they they don't know the contractual setup. It's unlikely that um, the RFU would have wanted to take a whole host of additional risk on themselves. They would have, uh, if I was advising them, I would have looked for more cost certainty, therefore passing risk down the contractual chain. Also, I suppose... It's exactly what I would have done. It's, it's, yeah. um, whatever the case, it's hard to judge things until you can look back, because who knows? Uh, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Mm. Uh, Dean Ryan has been brought in to do a job. If he's doing that job and, and executing his vision, yep. maybe that requires some changes, and in, fi- in, in three years' time we'll be going fair play. Yeah, it's not as if England are struggling at age group age grade though. I mean, they're perennial, you know. Well, perennial. They do very, very well. Top two, certainly top four, every, every single year in did, under twenties. Yeah, did they get to the final the, this year? Or was it they, uh, France? Won it? They, uh, France, France beat, beat England. England. Yeah, England yeah. won the. No, England won it three years ago. So it's not like it's a completely it two years ago. broken system. I don't. I can't remember. But um, yeah, I mean, it did. It, it, Dean Ryan strikes me, just thinking back about it, and I'm kind of just uh, ruminating now. But he does strike me as a weird person to bring into the RFU um, environment because he didn't do tremendously well with Worcester, although... You know, I disagree. Well, he got them relegated, he brought them back, and then he left three years into but a five-year plan. I disagree. Okay. Yeah, he, he left partway through, but he... Um... I mean, the start of the five-year plan was tremendously unsuccessful. The midway through, yeah, he kind of clawed him back to where he let, where he found them, but then to leave in that period, I thought was somewhat suspect. But yeah, you could argue, to be fair, that he had Deadwood to clear and he did well building the squad back and up. And then there's lots of young guys yeah. coming through. Shona, um, 
Will Spencer had come through. Um, they, they, they had a very, very young profile of that squad, much within the salary cap. And looking at what's happened to Worcester since they've started loosening the belt again, they've been struggling. And yeah, his point... uh, uh, yeah, and also you could look at Worcester, couldn't you, and say, hey, if England need facilities and they need an academy, Worcester's not a bad place to look. You know, great Wi-Fi. Got great Wi-Fi. Um, good training facilities. Dean, Richards, uh, Dean Ryan, sorry, will not let that uh, be scrimped on. No, absolutely not. For his, for his not. youth players at England. A man's got to stand for something, Tim. <laughs> um, but more importantly would be what he used to write in the Telegraph. I don't know if he still does write in the Telegraph. I doubt he does. But he used to write in the Telegraph, and it always used to be both barrels at Stuart Lancaster. Now, at the time, I'm all, I was all about both barrels at Stuart Lancaster. <laughs> but on the other hand, I wouldn't be the man to bring into the RFU to sort out you know, the rugby processes. So would I have employed myself? No, absolutely not. Would I have employed Dean Ryan? I think it's a very, very strange move and a very, it could turn out to be a very disruptive one. Mm. We will watch with interest. Um, what else have we got on our agenda, Phil? Um, oh, sorry. Just, just on this, I'm just doing some digging. The, the uh, east stand is being redeveloped at Twickenham. Oh, is it? I thought it was a north stand. East. Oh, hang on. Just before you tell us any more about the digging, Tim, whilst... Phil's telling me this. I want you to look up Sam Burgess's hit from this weekend. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah. 54 or £55 million pound expansion, which uh, is, according to a Daily Mail article, more than £10 million over budget. It's quite a lot. It is. Yeah. So, but £10 million to uh, a union that turns over hundreds of millions... Per year, well, they've not a massive like 400 problem. million to artificial, pi- artificial pitches up and down. The- no, is it 50 million? Maybe it's 50 million. <laughs> That's a big difference. It is. This is how you, they got when, when this you is how the, they got, got, got into this trouble. When you add a zero to uh, a number that's seven or eight or nine figures, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you're adding some serious money to it. See, this is why they, they shouldn't have employed me or Dean Ryan because these <laughs> things happen. Uh, is this the hit where, where Sam Burgess shoves a, a shoulder right in the face of his? Uh, and he calls him a very rude word. Yeah, he calls him a very rude word. Just, um, ha- just have a look and tell me how many years you think he'd be, he'd be banned for in, in rugby union. In union for us. It's it sound- get up, you cat. <laughs> yeah, get up, you cat. Get up, you cat. <laughs> 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 you weak cat. Weak cat. You weak cat. Get up, you cat. Now, when was just 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 play that play that clip again, right? <laughs> wow, I would uh, imagine getting not only getting ended by Sam Burgess, but him standing over you. This is the commentary. Get him on the button or not. I'm not being funny, right? That could be WWE. <laughs> could it? That could actually be oh, WWE. My word, yeah. Oh my god! This oh is my a career, god! Career-ending manoeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, when you hear that, I mean, rugby union. Obviously, we love it dearly. When you hear that, and it's been caused by the shoulder by the shoulder of Sam Burgess. Thank God we are missing a trick here. Yeah. When was the last time you heard a commentary team that excited? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, they talk very flowingly and lovingly about the skills of the game and the beauty and the passing. And what? good banter as well. Yeah, top banter. And, I mean, but, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Maybe the banter is to cover up for the fact that 
we don't have any Sam Burgess style murders on the field. <laughs> yeah, we, and, and and these days when you do get a massive hit like that, Everyone's they go finger wagging. Oh, oh, that's a red. Oh, that's got to be a red. Oh, let's go all oh, red. Yeah, I mean, uh, than, oh, Sam Burgess boom. would have been removed from that field, right? Do you know on that court which they had it uh, you know, the, when they did uh, when they took Hannibal Lecter to trial <laughs> with, like, with, like, with like a face mask? <laughs> Who was it? Was it Justin Marshall? It was a boom far? <laughs> More of that. Yeah, that is. Uh, go and have a look at it. It's a, it's a magnificent bit of rugby. The the most astonishing thing about this is so that sh- that high shot. So there's contact with the chest and the head and neck area all at the same time. <laughs> I mean, Sam Burgess's shoulders cover most people's kind of chin through to nipples anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> there's definite contact with the head and neck area there. So I had um, but, a couple of rugby league lads in here earlier on, and they were explaining how it's fine. I was like, well, he didn't wrap his arms, did he? <laughs> well, yeah, but look, it starts at the chest. I, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I lo- so that, that in rugby, in rugby oh, union... It's a straight red, isn't it? It's, it's a straight red. It's at least... It's a minimum six-week ban. It's a red before, it's a red before he makes contact. <laughs> what was it in this? Uh, he, he's been cleared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to look at it again. He's cleared. <laughs> no case to answer, Your Honour. <laughs> Just watching it frame by frame. Free to play next weekend. <laughs> oh, well. He passed. The it does, it, there is contact with the chest. Definitely, there is contact with the chest. The guy does dip a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's it. dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, he dips a lot after contact. <laughs> I'm not sure he dips that much. And, do you know he's, what? I he actually doesn't think, even right? see Sam Burgess coming. He's completely yeah, blindsided. Not, yeah, not a word of a lie. <laughs> I. Oh, not only think that Sam Burgess would be banned for six weeks, minimum for the tackle, yeah. minimum. I think he'd be banned a further six weeks for calling him a weak cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah a week, um, at, certainly. At least. Certainly. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm all right with that part of it. I would ban him for that. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, fair enough. That would be a red. But Do you if, reckon he just... If I could come like halfway between that and where rugby currently is, so seatbelt tackles, just let yeah. the boys play. Get Do you reckon Sam it. Burgess completed that tackle, right? Turned to the official, locked eyes with him, and just looked, looked at him like, Dave, 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 call me, call me, Dave. <laughs> just transfixed. It's a hard man sport, that. If that's Look fair play, that is, a t- that is for tough men. And that's exactly what I mean. That is the beauty of the sport. You've got to watch it, and you've got to think, wow, I so, don't want to play that. So the guy that Burgess hit was his former teammate, Robbie Farrer. Yep. He actually, Burgess does so much damage that he, he also takes out one of his current <laughs> teammates. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely brutal. It is brutal. Uh, I don't know whether you found this, but Phil, because you, like, you played in the North a lot, but one thing I remember playing for Manchester, whenever you played, or even playing for Broughton Park, Jay, mm. whenever you played in towns where rugby league was also played, Oh yeah, they were, they were nasty pieces of work. Oh, Swinging yeah. arms all over the place. Well, if you were lucky. would have the forearm guards. Yeah. That you, ne- know? you never really know if there's something else other than just a foot Who bit of was telling me this? on them. Was it, did, did Terry Newton have a deal with forearm guards? <laughs> like, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they made the forearm guard for Terry Newton. So Terry Newton, former Wigan prop. Yeah, uh, Hooker. Hooker. I think. I think. Yeah, um, but, but the forearm he guard... made it famous, and I'm sure Rhino did a deal with him. Ah. That's a, and that was the first official forearm guard, which Scott and Quinnell then got smashing a bit it into other people's faces. But it's almost a, a you know a, an admission before the fact that I'm going to whack people with my foot. What's with that my, for? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this. Nothing. 
The, the <laughs> amount of times I got clocked by a swinging arm by a, by someone from a rugby league town somewhere like Lee or oh, the um, Warrington team. I had a horrible one against Eccles. I, I've never been knocked down down like it ever. Just kind of underneath underneath and up through the chin. It's absolute mm. like you like you snapping a mackerel's neck the other week. Yes, exactly. Very similar. Oof. Very similar. Brutal. Um, yeah. Any any more rugby to talk about? Have yeah. We... There's one one big news story from oh, last yes. week that we've oh, not my word. yet covered. Talking about being brutal. Yeah, brutal in good and bad ways. Oh, I'm interested now. The retirement of Sam Warburton. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, that happened. Age 29. Um, I can't believe we two, didn't talk about this sooner. Two Lions tours. Captain two Lions tours. Youngest okay. Lions captain. All right. So shall we do Unbeaten this? Unbeaten Lions captain. Yep. Shall we do this in two ways? Yep. Let's do the first bit, right? Which is we all have to say nice things, and then we'll do do it in a second way. Okay. You say your nice stuff then. So like a truly brilliant leader for, leader for the Lions. Yeah. And I mean, like you don't realise his value. Until like something something like the Lions, where there was really no one to turn to for last Lions tour, he almost got the job by by default, and he wasn't even fit for the first test. I mean, no, he was fit, but he was dropped. It wasn't until he came came into it, you realise what a fantastic leader that he, that he actually is. He's been doing this for Wales for God knows God knows how long. Um, I yeah, I mean, his value when he was fit would be hard would be hard to overstate. Agree with all that. And something that uh, really kind of stood out for me was I was I didn't like the call of making him Lions captain in 2013. He was 24. Yeah. Yep. You had O'Connell, Brian O'Driscoll, mm. who had vastly more experience, both as players and captain mm. at club level and international level. And I thought it was the wrong call. But I was wrong. And he brought that that team and that unit together and led from the front yeah. uh, both on and off the field as well because his when you listen to him off the field he's very very he's uh, very calm isn't measured. he measured yeah he articulates his point very well I mean there was a wonderful wonderful um, gif of him uh, in a South Africa game where he makes a tackle spins around there's three South Africans and they're literally kicking on the floor because they, they can't move him out out, <laughs> out the jackal position yeah you know, uh, now Tim, would you like to say anything nice before we carry on? No, just on that um, on on that leadership, I think what yeah he he seemed quite unassuming and quiet on the face of it, but I think he he's one of those characters who would be first on the training field, last off. Yeah, absolutely meticulous in his preparation, a true modern day pro, um, and yet never ever drop that intensity. And I think. Those characters are, are really quite rare, mm. and that, along with being ferocious on the pitch but really calm and measured off it, it's um, yeah, much like kind of a Paul O'Connell. He is in that kind of mould. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm gonna okay. So here's the here's the flip side of this retirement. You're gonna Stuart Barnes it. Why? What, what does Stuart Barnes say? Oh, Stuart Barnes just uh, Stuart. Stuart yeah. well, he made some, he was just made some interesting points, but he went it wasn't that good. He said he's not a great was the the point yeah. that he was he's trying not to make. A great. So difficult, right? He is he has achieved things at the very height of the game, right? Is to be fair, his record against Southern Hemisphere teams wasn't wasn't stellar, but then his Lions performance probably you know cancelled that out. Yeah, 
for me, the most disappointing thing by far, and I'm going to temper this by saying, I hope the, I hope the retirement isn't through one particular injury, which he couldn't come back from. I doubt. I don't think it is. He mentioned injuries. It wasn't neck and knee. Yeah. So he was out with his knee. Oh wait. Out with his neck, and then had a further injury to his knee, both yeah, I mean, of which required surgery. Yeah. I mean, look, if it's just straightforward in injury, nothing, nothing can be done. But the two, the the, the two things that I thought were, he's going to retire and have has never really done anything of any significance whatsoever in 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 the club game. It's been with Cardiff Blues for God knows how long. Cardiff Blues' last significant game was the final in Europe, which he had nothing, which he had no no part in. Uh, prior to that, it was the final where they lost against Leicester. Uh, I think that might have been his only ever big club game, which is you know, which is a real shame. And I think the guy you need to look at to see how that was handled would probably be someone like Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah, who decided, you know, I've done everything with England. I need to go away and do something else. And I think that's what makes Johnny Wilkinson an absolute great. And I think there'll always be a hole in Sam Warburton's career where he didn't do enough in Europe. In fact, he hardly ever played in in the senior competition, and uh, didn't do yeah, enough in the club. And game. let's name another. Let's think of another Welsh great then. They're hard to like come by. Shane mate. Williams. Yeah, I I I'd say the same about him. You know, that's that's why the Irish greats are true greats. Alan like, Wynn. Yeah, I mean they've got to do something in 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 the club game. Like that is why the Irish greats are true, true greats. Like O'Driscoll in those Leinster teams, Johnny Sexton will be a great, Paul Run, O'Connor, yeah, you know, Paul and Ronan O'Gara. I think those guys are a different standing altogether of en- than any really of the of, of the current Welsh team because of what they've done in, done in Europe. So, uh, same with Martin Johnson, and that's the difference for me. Yeah, I can see that point. Um, it's maybe not too late. Look at Juan Smith. Yep, he had a, he had two years out of the game, older than uh, older than Sam Warburton is now. Went to the south of France, dose of uh, special some special Spa water, some special vitamins, and you know what they serve down there. Yep, uh, and came back and won, well, won it all. Yeah, I, I'd lo- I'd love to see him. I, I wonder if part of this as well is. Sam Warburton is a test match animal. Do you know the, the way that that phrase I hate, which Eddie Jones uses <laughs> yeah. about certain players? Which is nonsense. but Which is utter nonsense, right? Yeah. But he lives for the test match. Now, if he legitimately couldn't get his place back at Cardiff Blues because he wasn't fit enough or wasn't healthy enough, and they've got some good sevens there in Navidi and, uh, I want to say Ellis Jenkins. Ellis Jenkins. Ellis Jenkins. Could he really be seen as the answer for Wales if he can't move those two? I um, think if there was a sniff of being fit in time for the World Cup, yeah. he would uh, 100% be if there. If he was fit, I, right? I don't think he's got... Yeah, no, if he was fit, and which I is clearly think, like, the issue. I, I don't think he's doing it to save face in some way. No, well, I, I don't. I kind of think maybe, maybe he is. Maybe you know, the road back through Cardiff is going to be so hard. Uh, establishing yourself ahead of these fellas is going to be so difficult. And he's at the height of his powers. And he can just go into the media. And in fairness to him, why not? Rugby's it's a, a World hard... Cup a year and a bit away. Yeah, the rugby's a hard all cool of game. that can wait. But he all is. He, when when has Sam Warburton ever taken the easy route? So are you saying well, it's well, too hang hard? Hang on, for you would him? argue, wouldn't you, that most of his career has been pretty easy because he never played much for Cardiff Blues. But you know, he, like he's he never had forty games, he was injured. like forty-four games for Cardiff since I think uh, what not this Lions 
tour, the last one, and 30-something for Wales. You know, so he's been used almost as much for his national team as he has for his regional team. Now, you could say that's smart player management to get the national captain up and running. And also injuries. Mm. He, he's, he's not... He, he's been injured so much. Yeah. So do, do you think he's taking the easy option? Like, genuinely? I mean... I would have preferred him to retire from international and then pursued no. a, a Do you club think club. he's taken the easy option? I don't know of the extent of his injuries. Look, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it's injury-led, the answer is emphatically no. If it's not injury-led, the answer is yes. I, I, I believe he has. I, so I am 100% certain it will be injury-led. Yeah, well, then, I, I, you, know, you can't criticise an individual for you know, no. physically not being able to play. 14, yeah. 14 months away from a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, if there was... Even a sniff, he could potentially get in. Much, much like Haskell could have gone, on, could have gone and got a more lucrative contract than the one he's on. Yeah. If there's a sniff mm. at the World Cup, that is that is the carrot that is dangling right there, and I, I don't think he would have he would have given that up lightly. There's, think, there's, there's also the fact that do you do you really think okay because he's always been the automatic choice that he would be happy to fight it out at Cardiff Blues in the same way in the in, in the same way that Haskell is yeah because oh. Haskell's always always had to hundred percent yeah. I'm not, Absolutely, I'm not certain. Hundred percent, and um, I've completely brain farted what I was going to say. Then, never mind. I can't have been that important. Was it? Was it Love Island? Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> was it Love Island based? Yeah, maybe. There is there is some good news for uh, so bad news for Sam Warburton, obviously. Mm-hmm. Probably bad news for Gatland. He loses first name on his team sheet. He loses. An, a very experienced, one of the most experienced captains in world rugby, especially yep. considering his age. Um, it's bad news for Martin Williams and any other former Wales back row who does a bit of punditry on the side. Oh God, yeah, because they're going to be dreading getting, this day. They're going to be getting substantially fewer gigs. I wonder if that conversation was had prior to this. <laughs> what with Martin Williams? No, I mean with Sam Orbison. I'm being deadly serious, like. You know, maybe his agent picks up the phone. Look, Sam, we don't. I'm not sure if Sam's gonna gonna get, uh, be able to make it through to the World Cup. Blah blah blah. Would you, you know? Would you be able to have him in studio? Well, uh, he's already done. So yeah, he's already done work. And you are a stupid rugby player if you're not considering your uh, exactly post career options at every stage of your career. Uh, let me be very very clear. If you know, if it's if it's injury or even if it's not injury, even if it's a case of actually. You know, I'm just going to get a really good media gig now going forward. You know, it is a it's a it's a hard, hard, cruel game. So, you know, no no real problem. The, Ultimately, I would love him to be able to recover and then retire from international and go and do something in the club game. The other thing That's I was going to say that I brain farted that I forgot it wasn't Love Island. It was that, uh, of course, as we talked about previously, the insurance money you get as a rugby player could be could play a factor in terms of whether Quite. or not you return because if. If you have the surgeries, return, then those conditions... You're absolutely right. If something goes wrong again, you can't then get the payout later. Yeah. I would love... To, such a tricky scenario, isn't it? Because you're basically accusing... You're not accusing players of lying, but... No. When people... When the... Uh, when people stand up and say, look, rugby's too dangerous because all these players are, are, ple- are retiring because of injury, they don't tell the whole story. Because a lot of players are retiring because of injury, because they can get the payment out at the end. So all we see is the double spread in the Times or rugby world of all the little do the little thumbnails of all the players that have retired due to injury. 
But we don't really know if they could have recovered and carried on playing. All we see is the bloody headline saying all these players have retired due, due to injury. It's like gambling, isn't it? Red or black at the casino. They're kind of going, I, maybe I could get back and be fit and play and earn another contract. Yeah, and was it like 10 games and then that's a pre-existing I think, injury? I think it's 10 games. If, if, you, if you come back and you play 10 games, say you have knee surgery, you come back, play 10 games, then if that knee goes again... Yeah. It's no and, longer and, and blows your career. It's not covered anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So that's so, uh, that'll be that. And you're a long time retired. So uh, anyway, well, yeah. good, good luck with it, Sam Warburton. And he and he will be missed. And one him. other sh- outrageous story. What? Oh yeah. Uh, from the rebels. So there's two bits of news last week and this week out of the rebels. Two late night altercations. Oh yes, exciting. Uh, so. There's one new one that developed this week or this weekend with two of their young lads uh, getting into a brawl. But that seems to pale into insignificance with the altercation or the alleged altercation between... Uh, Anamaki Maffi. Anamaki Maffi and yep. Lepetti Timani. Yeah, no, Lepetti Timani is a big old boy, isn't he? He is a big old boy. Anima- he is. Anamaki Maffi is a big boy. And this is a this is a big issue for Japan ahead of their their World Cup. He's their number eight. Yeah, this sounds like a, a real but good real matchup. More actually. to the point, he, he might be watching he could well be watching the World Cup from a from a jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> is it that serious? From so the allegation is he was uh hunted, beaten, bundled into the back of a car for four hours. Oh my god! Until he managed to escape and then was chased. This is what Lepetti Le, Le Tamani has claimed. He was invited round for dinner after a game. So after, far, so good. He was invited yeah. round for dinner for a game. I don't know whether alcohol was involved. Who knows? But anyway, Lepetti Tamani admits that he made a comment that was quite that was a little bit rude or risque or whatever. And well, how rude? How risque? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He claimed Lepetti Tamani claims. Anamaki Maffi was upset that that happened in front of his sister or was about his sister. I don't know which. Whatever the case, she was at the table and that he got very upset about that and he claims that, that Anamaki Maffi and his brother beat him, that then he managed to run away and in the process of trying to call his brother, they saw the light on his phone in the dark, chased him, grabbed him, bundled him in the car um, and beat him some more. <sighs> That, that, that's what that's, that's what that's what Lepetti Tamani is so claiming. Let's just break this. Let's really break down the game tape here. Um, so he's right, first of all, what could you possibly say, right? Which is that a, right, you've been invited around for tea, right? So not, <laughs> it's not like they've invited the mortal enemy around. You, you know, he's, they're obviously close in some way because he's having tea with his sister and his brother. Yeah. So. You know, they, they, these aren't mortal enemies. Again, I, I'm not. I don't have the facts in front of me right now, so I think that's as I. That's yeah. my recollection yeah, of remembering no, the story. That's that's broadly in line with the reports that I've okay. seen. Right. It's, it's don't, all, don't want to libel anyone with a live yeah. with yeah. a live case. So it's all he alleged. comes over to the house at this stage, and he's presumably said something completely off colour, somehow, which has resulted in the two brothers. And is the other one a rugby player? Do you know? Uh, he will have played some rugby. So. Um, Maffi, born and raised in Tonga. Here so. we go. Oh, that's right. He used a Tongan. He used the used uh, Tamani admitted he used a some rude language. I like the Tongan word. He said it was rude. Wow. Anyway. Well, okay. So 
the incidents occurred. Uh, it's serious enough for, him to, for them to beat him up. At that point, he then runs away. Yeah. Now, what were they hoping to achieve by getting the guy in a car? Unless it's actually you're going to dump a body somewhere. Why would you put someone into a car? That is utterly bizarre. And he's running away. That is jail time. That is jail time yeah. nailed down. It doesn't look good. Crikey. Uh, again, we've only heard one side of the story so far. Why didn't, it work, out in ba- um... Why didn't it work out in Bath for him again? <sighs> wow, what a psychopath. Uh, yeah. So Again, we've only heard Tamani's side of the story, but it does not sound good. It sounds awful, uh, horrific. On. The photos that of Tamani's face. Oh, I'm just, yeah. I'm just I'm sorry, sorry. I'm just saying, sending a text. <laughs> Dear Steve, sign him. <laughs> the bad boys incorporated. <laughs> I, uh, I've got a guy you might like. <laughs> <laughs> the night out. <laughs> Yeah. This is Matthew. Have you seen him before? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awful story. Yeah, it really He's is. Definitely it, got to go to jail. It it sounds based on the the description of events that I've read. It sounds like he might well be doing some uh, time in the big house. <sighs> it baffles me. I mean, top sportsmen do stuff like that. Like this, when they've got everything, literally everything to work for and everything to look forward to. And then you end up in in a jail cell. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Oh well. It's a fun uh. story. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There we go. Yeah. So, so the one last bit, yeah, moving on to better things. The one last thing that we were threatening to do today was a bit of a review of the next two from last season's Avicii I Premiership. Can't. Not at this time. Not not at ten past twelve at night. Oh bloody hell! It's ten past twelve. Well, but we're going to be running out of time if we don't. All right. Okay. So 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 doing our quick rundown of the teams. Next in the league is Northampton Saints. Quin Quins and oh. Northampton are the two. The next two. Yeah. Who finished tenth? Uh, Quins. Quins. Quins finished. Oh, I actually 10th. saw uh, Matt Simons on Friday, who is, uh, I believe, a very important cog in the Quins Quins machine for this year. Interesting. Yeah, he's wandering on London. The second row. Yep. Hmm. So uh, Quins have got obviously a new coaching setup. It feels like there's a freshness around that place, which I think was the was was needed after Conor O'Shea. They went down the. Um, down the the loyalty um, promoting from within route didn't work probably after someone like <laughs> Conor O'Shea who's been such a key uh, important key figurehead that it, it, I think they've come to the conclusion belatedly that it needed uh, we need to be uh, more like Saracens exactly <laughs> yeah this this Harlequins way is great but let's be more like Saracens yeah exactly uh, I so don't I, know how they're going to go is the answer um, and 
this is going to be a bit of a stock answer for Northampton too. It's not because they're bad. I mean, they've actually got some decent players. I think Benny Taps is a big upgrade for them over... Jamie um, Huge upgrade, actually. I think Matt Simons is good. Uh, they've lost the enforcer, Charlie Matthews, who will be enforcing elsewhere. Um, it's not that they're bad at all, far from it. It's just that everyone else is really, really good. Yeah. The, the, the issue with Quinns that I don't think is going to change this season is that a couple of injuries, the depth in certain positions is... It's big question marks for the, me. The Alltrack in as well. He could be interesting if he has a revival of form. Yeah, Alltrack's not a bad signing. So I think they've recruited reasonably well. I don't think they've lost anyone that they'll be too worried about. I think getting Gustard in is pretty big. Uh, exactly as you said, Tim. And if he can get the best, because they've got some serious, serious talent right across, right across the piece. They've got. I mean, they should on paper have a great front row. But it just doesn't perform like a great role. It doesn't perform at all, does they've it? Got, they've got talent and athleticism in their, the rest of their pack. They've got experience and skill and guile and power and pace right across the back line. How Gustav brings all this together. Do you know who I think I'm is going to be sure. their most important new player for this year? Uh, don't know. Jack Clifford. If he can I mean, get back. If he gets fit, that is like having a brand, a brand new signing. I don't know where he is on his road to recovery, but they could really do with him back. Yeah. Didn't he come back at the end of the season? He did, but I've got a feeling he got another knock. Mm. He hardly played anything last season. No, he he was in and out, was it in and out of your uh, fantasy rugby draft team all, all yeah. year. Well, the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, so like last cons- uh, big impact game he had was England-Wales before summer tours, uh, when he scored basically off an unbreak pickup from the half from the halfway line. Embarrassing. <laughs> um, he, you've got to say, haven't you, that the Quins, the big thing about Quins has to be mental fortitude, because they collapse so often, and they can score. They've got amazing players. Yeah. Who have we, they? Who have they recruited again? Other than Benny Taps, um, Autorak, Matt Autorak Simons, Simons. Uh, Max Crumpton, uh, the Bristol from lad. Bristol. Yeah. Uh, they've brought in Nathan Earl from Saracens, yeah. which. Kind of feels super, uh, superfluous to requirements. Yeah. Marcus Smith has been promoted from the academy because yeah. he was still on an academy contract at least until part way through last season when he became the most expensive teenager on the planet. Yeah, and they brought in Alex Dombrant from Cardiff Metropolitan University. Hmm. Who, no idea who he is. Exciting, exciting. And they've lost Jamie Roberts, Winston Stanley, Adam Jones was he was officially a player last season. Yeah. Uh, Harry Sloan has gone to Ealing. Sam Aspinald Robinson has gone to Leicester. Charlie Matthews. Cameron Holstein, Hollenstein, the loose head prop who didn't really play. And Sam Twomey. So they've not they've not lost anyone, really. No. There's no Really no one, in fact. Uh, Jamie yeah. Jamie Roberts is a big name to lose. That, well, he's also a big salary to lose. So he is. Off you go. Yeah. In... I th- see Quinn's improving slightly. Slightly, but they, <laughs> yeah, problem, well. a problem for Quinns, which will remain and t- for the next couple of years and st- at least, they lose a lot of players around yeah. internationals. So to lose Marla, Sinclair, Robshaw, Care, Care, Brown, Brown uh, potentially Marcus Smith, and Tim Visser as well, it's like it's not only your best players, but it's also your entire leadership group disappears at that stage. Hmm. 
Hmm. And as I say, my concern for them is depth. Get a couple of back row injuries, get a couple of centre injuries. Yeah. And I think they're really struggling. Yeah. So it will be interesting. Although, well, yeah. They'll finish, I think, I want to say they'll finish higher than 10th. I believe they will finish higher than 10th. They've got too much talent not to. And I and I, I do really like Gustard. Yeah. Uh, I hope he can get them firing. He's open. Uh, Northampton Saints, the other underachievers last year. And they have brought in some big names as well. Haven't they just? I think they go backwards before they go forwards. Though. Run through the run through the recruitment. Dan Bigger, uh, Tekele Nairavoro, the enormous 20-stone yeah. wing who's just equaled the try-scoring record in a Super Rugby season for the Waratahs with 15. Uh, he'll be hoping to add to his tally in Joburg. Uh, ben Franks, World Cup winner, twice World Cup winner from London Irish has come in. Big. Um, Don Barrow's come in. Yeah, uh, Andy Simons. Good signing that has come in the centre. Matt Simons' his brother. Mm-hmm. Haskell has come in. Great signing. They've then brought in Matt Worley from Racing ninety two, who I think is a scrum half, mm-hmm. who an English scrum half who's. I think he had some oh, time yeah, in Hong yeah. Kong. Um, was he? Is he Scottish? Well, he's listed here as English, I think, but he's a, he's a British scrum half who's English around. speaker. Yeah, they brought in Charlie Davis from the Dragons. Uh, another scrum half and Andrew Kellaway from again from Waratahs who's a utility back mm, interesting so um, <coughs> well for me Saints last year just didn't have enough quality in their starting fifth in their starting 15 so they had quite a deep squad but it just wasn't of, of, high, of high, high enough standard and I think if you're a Saints fan, you're probably going to look at back at last uh, season agree with me. Uh, for instance, they won the A-League pretty much at, at a canter. Who cares? <laughs> you know, because they've got, you know, because they had quite, quite, quite a lot of depth, of depth of average players. I also think, don't think that they did particularly well uh, with the whole Malander thing. Malander kind of ran his course, but to get rid of Malander, but then to keep on Dorian West for the rest, rest of the season is just yeah. ridiculous. I mean, Dorian West should have been the first first out the door. First name off the team sheet. I completely agree. And, you know, the, the fact that they got rid of Alex King, who seems to actually have gone on to do much, much better things since he's left. So uh, the organisational st- structure above Northampton wasn't, um, wasn't particularly good. Um, going forward, I think the big names help, but it's all going to evolve around one man, and that's going to be Chris Boyd when he finally, line, finally lands. So until we know exactly what his plans are with this team, I mean, I assume he's picking these players. Yeah, I mean, and you would hope so. Oh, you, Dan Bigger, you missed out. No, 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 yeah, didn't Dan, miss that. Didn't miss that. He was, um, on, I was, he was say, first Chris, name on, on the list. Chris Boyd yeah. seems like a, a pretty dynamic man that lots of, lots of people have very high praise for, and they've upgraded massively in some areas there. Dan Bigger is a whopping upgrade. He's good, is he? And Naira Volo for Ben Foden. A huge upgrade. Do you know what? Yeah. I hate to go back to my uh, Warburton point about Welsh players. But when you look at Welsh players that have left Wales to go and pursue their in their club careers, which ones have done well? Um, there's not that many successors. Lydia? Uh, no. Phillips? Nope. Uh, Liam Williams. Is Liam one, Williams one, one, is doing well. Lee Byrne. God. Lee Byrne, yeah. Yep, Lee Byrne. Half, pe- half penny. Not so much. No. George North. Nope. Jamie Roberts. Nope. Um, 
I would say Charteris. Richard Hibbard. Hibbs has done all right, actually. Yeah. He's proved it. But, like, he doesn't look like the best hooker in the Premiership, does he? He does, actually, on some weeks. Gethin Jenkins to Tolan? Absolutely not. Mm. You know, I would keep away from these boys. Uh, Nick McLeod at sale? <laughs> Josh Adams? Uh, fridge? <laughs> fridge. <Yeah. laughs> he used to live in Wales, though, wasn't he? Uh, yes, yes, he was. Back to Northampton. Who who are their who's who's their number eight going to be? Um, Mitch Eady, who was yeah. injured for a lot yeah. last season. Well, no, that, that's 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 the that's where I worry about Northampton is how they're getting over that gain line. <clears throat> oh, I do. Yeah, know. you got Big Luth and Andy Simons as your as your twelve option. I do know. I, I'm yeah. really excited about Mitch Eady if you can get fit. Really I, excited. I was quite excited for him last year. He hardly played though. Yeah, um, he's you're right, he's not. He's not Pickamoles. No, he's not the Samu Manoa they had, and he's not Pickamole. No, he's neither of those players. He's a bit more athletic, but I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be absolutely <clears throat> fine because um, they've got. I was going to say the ball carriers. I'm struggling to name them, but I'm sure they can find things from somewhere. The one disruptive <clears throat> thing I think is still going to be where is Harry Melinda going to play? Yeah, where well, is I, his best? Because he is be, he is seriously talented. They'd be surprised if they get if they get rid. I mean, it would be closing the chapter on that stage of, of that era of, of the club. And if they can't decide if you're going to play 12 like I think you should or fullback like he thinks you should. Well, in, so he reminds me, I was thinking the other day, he, he does remind me in a lot of ways of Geordie Barrett. Yeah, that's a fair shout. He's got a very similar skill set, similar speed. Uh, they're both quick, but like a deceptive... Guys. Yeah, they're both 6'5 and rangy, but supremely talented all-round mm. game. And Jody Barrett has played quite a bit at fullback, also quite a bit at thirteen. Mm. And I just wonder if you could, in the same way that you had um, Will Greenwood played a little bit. He's not not the same level of pace, but good, intelligent player. Read the game well. Who's not at the same level of pace? Greenwood. It's not the same level of pace as as Malander. That, that's yeah. okay. As long Sorry, as we had it that way round. It's that way round. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I wonder if the thirteen position. That I th- yeah, that's a good shout because well, if he's put in loads and loads of tackling practice over the summer, maybe thirteen, uh, maybe fifteen, is still a possibility. But no, thirteen, I'm quite yeah, I'd be I'd be excited to see that. Yeah, when, when I saw him play at, um, the AJ Bell, he looked to me as if he was comfortably the most talented player on the park. Like every time he got every time he got the ball, he did something. Yeah, he is supremely talented, but it's getting. He's finding the position and getting the team around him to allow him to do what he needs to do. Mm. Mm. But you, you can imagine and him in between, like bigger pulling the strings. Yeah, Big Luth and Naira Volo either side of him. Yeah, that's a pretty tasty. Like, suddenly you've got a pretty tidy looking backline. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a, and really interesting that you mentioned that jo- jo- the Geordie Barrett comparison, particularly with Chris Boyd. Chris coming Boyd in. coming. Yeah, yeah. That is a, that's no. a nice angle. Chris Boyd, Chris Boyd will one hundred percent be focused on getting my beloved Canes to Super Rugby final, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he's got one eye on the riches at his disposal when he lands. Mm. And I would have thought he'll have been making some comparisons between those two. So, be interesting to see where he plays most of his rugby next season. So. Saints, their, their front their front row is still pretty solid, is it? I'm trying to they, think. They always spend money in the front row. Mikey Haywood, Haywood uh, and Dylan Hartley, Alan, Alex Waller, Paul Hale is the guy I like. Jamal Paul, Ford Robinson, Paul, Paul Ben Hill. Franks comes Jamal in. Ford ben Paul Franks coming in. That's a, a lot big there. signing. That they've that's got a big signing. They've got one of the Waller boys still there. Rick, um, Rick is it? 
So I think they're. A, I think Northampton are now. I think Northampton are now a number eight away from being a contender. Hmm. Just realised I'm on camera. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you know, nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Um, re-racking the, <laughs> re-racking the balls. Exactly. So I, I think one of their problems will be the time it takes for Chris Boyd to settle. So we saw with Blackadder coming into Bath. He had less control over his squad, mm. but also less time with his squad before the start of the season. And uh, yeah, that sort of started <clears throat> this awful cascade of temporary players that Bath had to sign in order just to get them through the season. So, yeah, I think it will be difficult for them to make significant gains this season. That said, Gloucester did all right. Hang on, that's not right, is it? Because Gloucester had Ackerman from the start, did they? Uh, he would have been. Yeah, he would have been equally delayed. Yeah, and he did fine. Fine from the start, but they still finished in seventh place. So I'm going to go. I think Northampton are going to sneak into top six. It's eighth. Yeah, I think it's hard to know now because these. It it could be if all the the clubs fulfil their potential, the top six places will be unbelievably difficult. Yeah. Uh, I don't think all the clubs will fulfil their potential, for partly for the reasons that we've already mentioned, mm. for, for these two particularly, um, and partly for others, for other ones, other clubs that we're coming to. But I'm just looking at that Northampton side and I can't see many international players that are going to be going back playing autumn internationals besides Bigger. Yeah. Is oh, and Courtney Laws. Too? Courtney Laws, Will. Hartley? Hartley, Laws, Bigger... Yeah, you're right. That's it. Really, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. N- nailed on. There might be the odd fringe player called up. Mm. Haskell will make it to the World Cup, obviously. Obviously. Um, that's it. I, I tell you the guy I like. Is it Ludlum who plays there? Lewis Ludlum. Ludlum. It's Lewis o- Ludlow and Lewis Ludlum. Ludlow and Ludlum. I never know. Yeah, yeah. but I'm thinking Ludlam. his name. Yeah. Ludlam, Ludlam is He's a good player. And Ludlow is Gloucester, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I want to see a bit more of... Who's the fa- Tom Collins. Tom Collins, yeah, the outside back. He, he, he had a great he, start I, to the season. Yeah, last that's year. what he'll do. He'll start. He'll start rapidly because it's nice and dry, and he's quite small. And he's rapid, and then as the season goes on, he'll get less and less effective. He mm. does that most well, quite often, I'd, I'd say. Mm. Interesting, right? There, there we, we go. go. That that is a pod. Oh, at least it's not a uh, oh twenty past twelve. The commitment. There you go. Well, you know, if you didn't want to talk about Love Island last night, we'd have been we could have <laughs> got this done then. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> go on, Speaking of which, see you in the morning. Yes, we'll do. If, if you are wondering where our Love Island pod is, we're going to do tonight's tomorrow, tomorrow morning because we are so committed to broadcasting. High you, quality. You guys content. are definitely more committed than me. I'm, you I'm, got, you've got an airport to build. <laughs> certainly do. Right. On that note, I'm off. Bye. Right, in a bit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.